Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Today we're talking about this big word, resources. Everybody say resources. So yes, you came in today. It's your first Sunday maybe. And uh, we're, we're jumping into Dave Ramsey here soon. But Tara and I wanted to share our personal story on uh, what we learned about money, what we learned about money the hard way, what we learned about money uh, from the Lord. So today you're going to hear more of a blessimony than a sermon. So are you ready? So take notes. Who knows? Hopefully this will help you out. And I believe it's important that we use what God gives us wisely. That he is so abundantly generous to his church, his people, that what we do with it really does matter. You know, when I was young, um, actually before that, I, I, I thought of this scripture this week. Proverbs eleven twenty four to 25. Look at this. Give freely and become more wealthy. Now, this isn't a prosperity sermon today, okay? <laughs> but I do believe God blesses his church. It says, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will for themselves be refreshed. Have you ever noticed when you're generous, it blesses you almost more than when it blesses somebody else? Isn't that awesome? I remember growing up, and I would go to my grandfather's house when I was about seven years old. And I would go there and it would be my birthday or it would be Christmas. And my grandfather would hand me a $20 bill. Now, some of you uh, young people in the room are like, 20 bucks? That, you know, that take me to Chick-fil-A a couple times. But man, in 1991, $20 was a lot of money. It was. And I couldn't believe, like my, I couldn't believe that my grandfather... $20. And, and you know what? You're like, oh, well, my, grand, my grandparents give me money. Listen, my grandfather at the time had 27 other grandchildren. 27 of them. And he wouldn't just give me a $20 bill. He would give me a box of chocolates. And I thought that was so generous that I said, when I grow up, I want to be like my grandfather. I want to be generous. I Listen, maybe it didn't cost him a lot, but it was really special to me. He gave, I heard all these other stories of other things that he gave, but to me, that was really special because he thought of me. My, I heard stories of my grandfather giving land away. He gave cars to people. At, at, at Thanksgiving, yes, in Canada, we had Thanksgiving. It was in October. It wasn't as cold. At Thanksgiving, he would give every single employee in his organization a turkey. And there's a lot of employees that he had. So from that day on, I, I started understanding generosity. I started understanding what it looked like to be generous. Now, some of us can be generous with our money, our time, our talent, our treasure, whatever it might be. I remember the next person along the line that really, other than my family, my parents, of course, along the line that was generous to me um, was a, a man by the name of Greg Swim. Now, his, his wife is in the room here from Canada. Can we welcome Emily? 
and her daughter, Lindsay. Lindsay was up here helping lead worship today. But when I was 14 years old, I remember I had gone to this camp a long time. They, they ran this camp called Circle Square Ranch. And when I was 14, the only thing I really wanted to do with my life was to work at that camp. All I wanted to do is hang out with Lindsay, with horses, and work at this camp. That was my goal in life, right? And so when I was young, I would go there, and I, I was there one time in the fall, and I remember this gentleman coming and talking to me. I knew him, and his Greg, and he said, I really think you would do great next summer. You should come and, and volunteer and serve and work at camp. And I was like, it was like when my grandfather gave me that $20. It was a generous offer. I felt like somebody cared for me, who, who loved me, Right? And we don't have to just be generous with our finances, but we have to be generous with what God has placed in our hands. Now, I remember at the time, I'm like, wait, I have to be 16 to work at camp. He's like, not for you. <laughs> You're coming early. I'm like, all right. And it was funny, I mentioned to him recently, because after that, we had made a, we're pretty much family now. And I remember after that, he gave me cowboy boots. He gave me a few cowboy hats. And recently, this was last year, I said, hey, thank you. I was telling him thanks for what he gave me. I'm like, you always give me hats. I was there at Christmas time or in the summer or something. He gave me another hat. I said, thanks for giving me that black Stetson. He's like, I gave you a black Stetson. <laughs> Sometimes when we're generous, we do it without even knowing how generous we are. He's probably like, that's where that hat went. It's in my closet. You know what? From those moments on, I notice God's heart that he wants us to be generous. He wants us to be cheerful givers. You know what? It was always surprising to me whether small or a large thing, I was always captivated by when someone gave. Maybe it was their time. Maybe it was their talent. Maybe it was their finances, their resources. But you know what I've noticed in that is more is caught than taught, right? So we, our kids, I love how our kids are, right? They're so honest, right? And I love, I, I have to, Tara kind of has to like hold me back sometimes like, hey, I want to give this, I want to give that. She's like, just this way, we got to make sure that we, we can do that. I'm like, okay, well, let's run the numbers. But I, I love blessing people. And if you've been around New Hope Church at all, that's part of our DNA. We love giving. We believe that we're part of the Big C Church. And generosity is very important. You know what? This, you are generous people. We have a lot of generous people in our church. Isn't that awesome? I've heard stories of people giving each other Bibles, taking each other out to lunch, you know, I remember someone came, someone even came up to me today and said, hey, I've, this is what happened in my family. I've, I've, got, I've got a blessing. What can I do in our kids' area to be a blessing with these finances? It's amazing what God does when we're generous, right? And so that's what I want to talk about today is what are we doing with our resources, A lot of times it's walking in faith with what God has given us, isn't it? Look what it says here in Luke 21. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to someday be in my grandfather's position. 
right? Oh, I make all this money, I can help. But what I realized when I was about 20 years old is I'm in ministry. I don't know if I'll make as much as my grandfather did, but God says, be generous in your world. You might not make as much as that person, but being generous in your area is what is important. Look what, look what Luke 21 says, 1 to 4. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple, treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, this is Jesus talking. He said, this poor widow has put in more than all of the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. It's not about the amount. It's about the motivation of the heart. And God is saying today, he's asking us this question, church. Remember two weeks ago, who's Lord over your emotions? Last week, who's Lord over your, everybody remember? Mind. And then this week, who's Lord over your resources? You know, I love that God's math is different than ours, right? Our math is pretty simple. One plus one equals two, right? Yeah, it's still the same. It hasn't changed. And according to our education system now, it's going back. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But one plus one equals two. You know, in God's kingdom, math works way different. You've heard of the story of the five loaves and the two fish, right? Five plus two equals 5,000. Okay, you got it? Everybody with me on this? Five plus two equals 5,000. Remainder, 12. Come on, yeah. In God's kingdom, math looks a little bit different. You know why there was remainder 12 left over? Because Jesus planned ahead. He knew that his disciples on their boat journey the next day or the next moment would need some food as well. Isn't that awesome? God's math is different than ours. Oh great, everybody's like, I came to church, pastor's talking about money today. I believe that it's not really about money, it's about where our heart is. So today, the question, the big thought and question is, who's Lord over your resources? Let's pray, and we'll jump in. Lord, we thank you today for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. Lord, I pray that you would speak and help us to understand your heart for generosity, your heart for our resources that you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. All right. So here's some things that I learned along the journey in our finances. All right. Number one, if you fail to plan, you what? You plan to fail. You know, Tara and I got married young, right? I looked like I was about 12. I was 20. If you ever find the picture on Facebook, um, pray for me. And we went directly into ministry. We went, to the, we went and worked at camp. So we had loads of money, right? Payday, we'd have to go down to the bank with a truck to put all the money in there because we were in ministry. I'm just kidding. 
You know, a few things that we did have is we loved Jesus and we had lots of energy. Or at least I did. <laughs> you know, so we served at camp. We served at church. But you know what started happening? Whatever we did above what we needed, we put it on this bad boy right here. You're like, uh-oh. Pastor's now talking about our wallets. What's in your wallet? <laughs> you know, the average American, how many, how many credit cards does the average American have, Tara? Like, like nine. It's weird. And so, guess what? Just like everybody else, like, well, I can't do that this month, so I'm just going to do it anyway and swipe the card. Now it's, you know, the chip, right? And so, we would do that, we would do that, and we had no plan at all. We were just like, oh, we're, we're clueless. We're 20s. We're 20 years old. This will be all right. We just put it on the card. We'll pay for it later. That was our plan. Put it on the card. Pay for it later. So our financial plan really consisted of let's have fun. Clean fun. And we'll pay for it later. You know what, though? When we were about 28 years old, you know that when you're like 24, 25, that's when your brain is fully developed. I'm serious. Go, go online. We started like cluing in like, oh, we've got all this credit card debt now. And what I spent $1,000 for that thing is now almost $2,000. And I've got to pay this back. And so when we were 28, we started cluing in, like, God, how are we going to do this on this income? You know, we would put everything on there. We'd go to hockey games, put, the, put it on the card. We'd go to the mall and buy clothes, put it on the card. We'd go to McDonald's, put it on the card. Oh, we'll get some points. Yeah, we got some points, all right. Got some really good points. The numbers kept getting larger, kept going in debt further and further. And so we had a problem. You know, maybe you're like, you're sitting there today like, oh, I have a credit card. I don't have a problem with it. You have self-control. Con I didn't. I just, we just go buy stuff. Like, hey, we want to go see family? Put it on the card. You know, but what I started understanding was that I was being wasteful of what God had given me. I had been doing things that I had been using money that wasn't mine to do things that really didn't oppress anybody else but me. Look what it says in Proverbs 21, 20. There is a desirable treasure, an oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. So, church, we have blessings. God has blessed us. Maybe today you're like, well, I need a job. We're going to pray for your finances at the end of the service today. But you know what? We have all of these blessings. Tara and I had all of these blessings. We both worked. We both had jobs. We had a place to live. We had a vehicle to go from A to B and back. But we were squandering what God gave us, our, resor our resources. You know, we were really immature. 
Not just in our age, but with our decisions that we made. You know, children do what feels good, right? Adults devise a plan and follow it. And so it's kind of hard to tell you these stories, but I want it to help somebody. I want, I want it to help, if it even helped one person and I embarrassed myself today, I would be happy. And so do you know that Tara and I would work from paycheck to paycheck because once our debt got bigger and bigger on our credit card, we were paying like $800 a month just in payments. And then it got to like $1,000 a month in payments, including vehicles. And it was just overwhelming. It's stressful. Some of you are like, yeah, <laughs> I'm in the middle of that right now. You know that 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. That means we're going out and purchasing or getting in debt on things that are hitting, like, let's say we have $100. All of that $100 is, is uh, going to be used that day to either pay debt, pay your light bill, pay your mortgage, whatever. So 80% of us are doing that. You know, I love that we, pl we all plan to go to meals, right? We all plan to go to the movies, to this event. We plan to put our kids in sports. But a lot of us, we don't plan for our future. We don't plan for our, where our resources, where our blessings are going to go, where our finances are going to go. We plan to go to college, but we don't plan on how we're going to pay for that college. Parents, we love it when our kids are going to go off to college, but we don't plan on how we're going to pay for college. You know, when Emma was about uh, two, three years old, four years old, we started getting like, like on fire, like, yes, we can, we can do this money thing. We can make a budget. And you know what we started doing? started cutting it up. You know, some people, their debt is maybe an inconvenience. Like, I'm good. And hey, listen, I'm not here to say today that debt is some sort of sin, but wasting something is. But there are some of us who are, our lives are being destroyed because of our debt. And we're putting ourselves in very difficult situations. So I want to tell you Tara and I got in that position in our finances. And so one day, God spoke to me very clearly. And it was a question. He said, who do you trust? Who do you trust? I said, what's that mean, God? And we had this kind of conversation back and forth. He's like, well, it looks like you trust your credit cards. I heard you tell someone one day that if something happens, I got my credit card. And it's all right. It's going to be okay because of the card that you had in your pocket. I said, yeah, I guess. So he asked me again, who and what do you trust? And I talked to Tara about it. And Tara and I both agreed. We said, we trust you, God. And you know what we did that day? 
Not because this is evil, but I was trusting this. I was trusting my credit score instead of who takes care of me. See, all of these cards are useless because we paid them off and we don't owe anything on them. So I just brought them just for fun. But that's what we did. We were trusting in our debt rather than our God. We got sick and tired of it. Right? Look what it says in Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. Look at this. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by water that see, sends out its roots by the streams. It does not fear when He comes. Listen, if we are trusting in the King of kings and the Lord of lords for anything in our life, we will not fear. will not fear when heat comes. It says here, its leaves are always green. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to trust in God. I want to have that blessing. It has, look at this, it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Isn't that amazing? Like, I, I love this I love this passage because it's t talking all about our trust. Where are we trusting? Who is Lord over our resources? Who's Lord over our finances? When we begin to start answering that question, we start understanding and asking ourselves, who do we trust? Do we need that next gadget? Or can we delay it for a little while? You know, I love that Joseph, you see in the Old Testament, we were reading through uh, the Bible together, a lot of us, and recently we talked about Joseph. And Joseph came to Egypt, and really he, he went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh had this dream. And it come to be that they would have uh, seven years of plenty and seven years of terrible drought. So guess what Joseph did? He put a plan together. He devised the plan. God is calling us to devise a plan and to follow it and ask him to be the Lord of our plan. You know, you know, what's, you know what's amazing what happened when we cut up our cards? Money started falling out of the sky. I'm kidding. All money started growing on the tree out back. It didn't. Do you know what happened? When we cut up our credit card, Shannon, I lost 30% of my income at the church I was at. It was awesome. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. You know what? I didn't run out and go get another credit card. You know what? Just after that, Tara got a job making more than me. Come on. And you know what happened? I said, well, we have one vehicle. Your work's over there. My work's here. How are we going to do this? Like, well, we don't have a credit card. We don't have the money to go buy the car. 
We told this story a little bit last week. A missionary called up, hey, this was right after this. Hey, do you guys need a vehicle for the next three years? We're going to the mission field. Uh, we could really, they would really help us if you used our vehicle. I said, yes. Yeah, yeah, we could do that for you. And you know what happened too? Money didn't follow the sky. Money didn't grow on trees. But I got a toothache. And I went to the dentist. It was, this was all within a month's time, all of these stories. I went to the dentist, and I asked the lady, I said, so how much is a root canal, and will it hurt? And she says, $1,400, and yes, it will hurt. So I prayed. I said, God, I don't have $1,400. I normally would. I'd have my credit card. That would have been easy. Cha-ching. Guess what? I, was, I, I went and did the uh, root canal. The doctor was really nice. I didn't, I didn't tell him who I was, what I did. I'm out at the desk signing out, and I said, so how much is it? She's like, and as I said that, the doctor walked behind me and said, NC. He's a pretty big dude. He's got a deep voice. NC. I said, NC? What is it, North Carolina? Okay. And the lady's like, no, you're good. Um... You can, you can go now. I said, I can go now. I said, well, how much do I owe? I got to set up something. Like, I got to give you something. I had, we had, what was nice was we started saving, doing the savings account. So we had some savings. I could pay for a little bit of it. Yeah. First time ever for us. I'm looking at Tara. And so we had this account. And the lady's like, no, no. He just walked by and said, no charge. Yeah. I said, well, wait a second. So my brain was still developing. I was still younger. So I was like, what's that mean? Uh, so literally, I got in the car, and Tara called the dentist. She's like, hey, my husband was there. He said, no charge. The lady's like, yeah, no charge. Are you guys okay? But what I noticed was when I put my trust in God, and it's not always, things aren't always going to be free, Right? Education's not going to be free, no matter what Bernie Sanders says. I'm not getting political today, okay? But not everything's going to be free, but when we trust in God, He'll take care of us. Amen? And when we put our full trust in Him, maybe for you that isn't cutting up a credit card. For us, that's what it looked like. Because we, we couldn't do the credit card thing and trust God at the same time. It was just, we, it, it didn't work. But what happened that moment was that we said, okay, God, we will be the clay, you be the potter, and you form us into who you've called us to be. And that's my hope for all of us. Whatever that looks like in your situation. You know, I always had excuses, right? When I was, when I was, uh, when we were doing money stuff, well, you know, I grew up this way. We, they said you'd always have a car payment. You'd always do this. It's just credit's a normal thing. Just you got to get a credit card to have a credit score. You got to get a credit score so you can do X, Y, Z. Nope. All right. Luke 16. Look at this. If you are faithful in little things... 
You know, Tara and I weren't being faithful in the little things that God was blessing us with. You will be faithful in large things. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, you will be tr you, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. God is calling us to serve him and have our money serve us. I was, Tara and I were sick and tired of us serving our money. We're living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, I got to pay this debt off. I can't do this. I can't do that. All right, number two. Everybody say two. I'm only on two and it's 12.05. We're only going to go to one today. Is that all right? All right. Number two. Live like no one else so you can live and give like no one else. Live like no one else. Leave that up for a moment. So you can live and give like no one else. You know, Thomas Jefferson said this. If you, if you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. If you want something you've never had, you have to be willing to do something you've never done. Now, I love that there's young people in the room. Got some college age, high schoolers. Listen, it's not too late for y'all with money. You know what? Up until we were, when we, we, I told you the story about the credit card, Tara and I had never been debt free in our adult life. We've never been debt free. So if we wanted to be debt free, if we wanted to listen to the Lord and say, I'm going to trust in you rather than my credit score or my credit. I have to do something I've never done. So we started doing things we've never done before. Number one, we had to act our wage. Yeah. Listen, in America, we don't act our wage. We just want to be like, I want to have that car. I want to have this size house. I want to do this and that. God's calling us to act our wage. Amen? He wants us to do things within a budget. If we're going to change and do something new, and maybe your goal is to be debt-free, then you're going to have to do something that you've never done before. Something has to change. So we're going to act our wage. Meaning, maybe we've got to take a look at, at our budget. And say, you know what, this, you know what, Tara and I started looking at our budget again a couple years ago. We said, man, our house is too much for us to handle on our, in our finances, in the goals that we have financially. So guess what? In October, sold our house, bought a smaller house, and it was a blessing to us. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to go get this car payment. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act my wage. I'm going to save up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this car. And then you save up again, I'll get the next car up that I maybe want or need. But we need to act our wage. We need to get on a budget. So Tara and I started budgeting. At first, I was the guy who did the budget. I was the, the geek. And now Tara's like taken over and she reigns as the budget geek at our house. It's awesome. 
Maybe some of us acting our wages, we eat out less. We cook at home. Right? Dave Ramsey says, have some beans and rice and rice and beans. You know, being in debt can be very stressful. You know, it was a long road for Tara and I because we had to act our wage. We had to make, we had to say no a lot of times. But, and I, can I tell you today, Tara and I are debt free. And we have a house payment. So if you want to consider that debt, it's kind of debt. But other than that, we had tons of debt. And for us, it's a huge milestone. And not because we make lots of money, right? Actually, here in a few weeks when we do our annual business report, you'll see how much I make. But it's because we said we want to do something we've never done. So we have to do something different. So here's the biggest reasons, and I wrote them in the notes in the app, but biggest reasons is, number one, we trusted that God would take care of us. That maybe we didn't need what our friends had. Maybe we didn't need what our friends had on Instagram. We could be us. We could be who God called us to be and trust in him. Number two, we spent less than we made. Oh, come on. Listen, we're not Congress at my house, right? We, we spent less than what we made. Number three, we had a plan. Number four, we're, we were okay with not keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses are broke. It was in the bulletin today. So we, we came up with a plan and we followed it. Imagine for a moment, maybe you're out of debt, praise God. And maybe God's like, hey, here's your next plan. Here's how you're going to be generous. Here's what you're going to do with your resources. Maybe you're in debt and you're like, you know what? I want to I change my family tree. I want to do something different so I get a different result. And you know what? God can do all of those things. But like I said before, it's about our heart. Maybe it's just changing a bad habit. Um, This came up, and we were talking, Gabriel and I were talking about this this week, with our kids. You know, Emma, pretty much her whole life, from up until October of this year, her parents were in debt. So at our house, we said no a lot of times in the past few years. And you know what? I think a lot of us in our culture are like, oh, that's not good. We need to give our kids this. We need to give our kids this. No is okay to tell our kids. Saying, listen, we got to work hard. We're, we're in this plan. We're on a budget. We're going to do this, this right now. And maybe in six months, we'll do this. It's okay. I believe it's even better. Look what, look what the Bible says, Proverbs 22, 6 and 7. Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Right? So I want to start Emma off in the way she should go. She, she learned through mom and dad, like debt to her is a cuss word, right? Debt is not good to her, that word. Because she, she, when she hears the word debt, she hears no. But look what it says in the second, in the verse directly after this. 
The, and, and it's very important that it was here. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Now, it's not a mistake that that is in that position in the Bible. Let's stand before we go today. And I want to encourage you today. This is my story. And this is the way I learned. This is the way that God spoke to me. What I want from our church is that would you allow God to speak to you? And that when he speaks, it may be something very challenging to you. Maybe you have to make a big, drastic decision with your resources. That's what we're talking about today. Maybe you think what I did is kind of, eh, dead is a normal thing, and hey, that's, that's fine. But I wanted to share our testimony on money and what God has spoken to us. Imagine that God blesses us with everything that we have. Or someone gives you something. God is calling us to take care of it. Right? Remember the three servants who received the, the talents? One got one talent, one got three talents, one got five talents. And the owner came back and the guy with the five talents doubled it. The guy with the three doubled it. And then the guy with the one talent, he's like, well, I didn't get as much as everybody else. So guess what he did? He dug a hole and put it in there so he at least he wouldn't lose what he had. God's calling us to use and to be generous with what he's given us. Amen? And when we are, and when we can be, the Bible says that we'll see a hundred times. God is very specific when he comes to generosity in our finances. And so I've noticed that all throughout my life. When I was 20, I got to give away my first car. My uncle needed a car. Tara and I just got married. And guess what? I got to give away a car. I felt like, I felt like it was, felt so good to me. I'm like, I can't believe I gave somebody a car. You know what? Ever since then, and it's not because I, I feel like my heart was in the right place, but I've been given like, I can't even count how many cars now, like three or four cars. But when we're generous with little, and we say, God, whatever's in my hand, you've, you've provided it for me. I'm going to keep giving. I'm going to keep giving because it's yours. So today, who's Lord over your resources? Will you be generous with what God's given you? When we give him everything, our heart, our resources, guess what? He provides for us. When we, when we give up all, He gives us all. 
When we put it in his hands, he puts it back in our hands. It's not about a price tag. It's about the one who paid the price on the cross. Amen. And so will you trust him? Will you trust him? Maybe today he's just knocking on the door saying, hey, maybe you do need to give up that credit card. Maybe he's knocking on the door and saying, hey, wouldn't it be great if you started tithing? Maybe he's knocking on the door and saying, hey, you know that wood that you've been holding on to in the garage? Why don't you give that to your neighbor? They may need that. Hey, you know this thing that's been in the shed for two years that's awesome, but you've never used it? Maybe it's time to donate it to a friend. Maybe it's time to clean the shed out or the garage out and say, God, what do you have me to do with all this stuff? But today, I believe that God wants to speak to each and every one of us about that. And I want to close with this scripture. And if you'd like to come and maybe today you want prayer over your finances, maybe you need a miracle, maybe you need a job, whatever it might be, would you just come forward now? We, Shannon and I and a few of us, we want to pray for you. Maybe you say, yes, I'm good, but would you, st- would you step out of your seat? Maybe it's for college, finances, whatever it might be. Would you come? Because I believe that God wants to do a miracle today for those of you that need a miracle in your finances. Look what it says. I'm going to close with this. Luke 6.38 Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Let's pray this together. Jesus, I give you my resources. Thank you for blessing me with them. I trust you in every area of my life, including my finances. In Jesus' name. When the church said, come on, we celebrated today. Listen, I wanted to, I wanted you to see our story. But you know what? I encourage you, tell someone your story. Amen. Have a great day.